them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, why Nona too? She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. This is Tara. On today's episode, we've got some nerd news. We're going to go to the trailer park. We're going to talk about some hacks. And, um, you know, just have a good time. Generally have a good time together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But first, Wendy, can you do me a favor? What? What day is it? Oh, what day is it? Well, the day this podcast drops... The last day of May. That was that was very fast. By the way, let me just throw out a reminder that we mentioned in the last podcast. We're pre-taping this. Ah. So there's not Kenobi talk. We haven't seen it yet. I apologize. We are we're talking to you as from soon as possible. We're in the past right now. Yes. We have not yes. jumped to the future. But we'll still be timely. Like May 31st mm. is National Smile Day. Oh. Oh, and something else we could use. Wendy, Mm -hmm. you should smile more. Calm down. I'm smiling now. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's (laughs) smiling. Uh, Also, Mm. National Speak in Sentences Day. So, okay. I guess do that if you don't normally. And you know what? The (laughs) next day is June. We're already to June. My goodness. I like how June starts off on a uh, happy note. Say something nice day. Hmm. So. Yeah, you know what? You should say something nice. If you can't say something nice, you shouldn't say anything at all. Or no. write it. Or write it. Whatever. Just be nice for crying out loud. <laughs> My gosh, there's too many people that aren't nice. Just be nice. Ooh. Na- June 4th, National Hug Your Cat Day. Aww. Um, oh, and then they claw your face. How cute. That's yeah, so cute. Sometimes. Oh, by the way, I skipped a good one. National, oh, sorry, June 3rd is National Repeat Day. June 3rd is National Repeat Day. <laughs> very good. Mm-hmm. Nice See what you did I had to say it just good. so I could do that. Mm-hmm. That was very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> June 3rd, National Repeat Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess save uh, that for June 3rd. Um, repeating. I think, should we just jump into some nerd news then? Yeah. Why should not? we just jump into some nerd news then? <laughs> nerd news. I see where nerd this is news. going and I don't <laughs> like it. We have breaking nerd news. <laughs> well, why don't we just do the news? Okay. Well, you know what came out? Mm. A really cool issue of Vanity Fair. They've had a history of doing some awesome Annie Leibovitz Star Wars issues with cool photos and articles. And they did it again. This time it had some beautiful photos of the cast of like basically their Disney Plus shows. You got uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. I like how it started off with like, he's never going to take his helmet off. Now it's like, now we've seen him. Now we want to see him with his helmet off. And he's in, he doesn't have his helmet on picture. Of course not. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Who does he play again? Oh, Kenobi. That's right. Forgot. Uh, Diego Luna as Cassian Andor. And... I'm just disproportionately excited about <laughs> I just Rogue One was amazing. They have this awesome picture of uh, Genevieve O'Reilly's version of hmm. Mon Mothma 
She's in this gorgeous gown. I mean, Mon Mothma, man, they have done that character a lot of justice. Like she was barely in Return of the Jedi and she's just become this really cool looking, you know, she looks great in this. And great Um, cast, great recasting. Oh, perfect recasting. She looks amazing. Uh, You know, it's, it's, they're, they're talking a lot about just the upcoming series of, you know, Cassian, I think drops, I hate that word drop. It comes out like late (laughs) summer uh, this year. Uh, It's already got uh, two seasons planned. They talked a little bit about the Acolyte, which is going to take place like a hundred years before we ever saw like Star Wars, you Mm -hmm. know, the Jedi are in these white robes. They're very like, they don't get dirty. Um, That's going to be a very interesting, you know, see how much it connects with what we know of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's way, way, way pre Star Wars. Uh, Diego Luna talks about Andor coming up, saying it's like a refugee story. Um, desperate people fleeing the empire, uh, the journey of a migrant, um, and how it, his character kind of goes from sort of a narcissistic, uninvolved guy, I guess, to or what he is in Rogue One, you know, fighting for something bigger than himself. And uh, that I can't wait to see. Yeah, there's so many, all these shows, like, who are they going to bring in? What characters? Are they not telling us we're going to see that we're going to mm-hmm. see? Uh, there's no telling who might pop up. Um, you know, talk about, you know, Mando's coming back, I think late 22, early 23. They're really, I think they're really starting to focus on sort of a Marvel convergence of a lot of, especially mm-hmm. like Mandalorian, Ahsoka, kind of converging some storylines, characters, that type of thing. Um, they, they, it was interesting. They did talk about the, beginnings of uh mandalorian and how she introduced john favreau to dave filoni and they just nerded out together and john favreau had all these ideas you know for mandalorian um and then they just worked together like with dave's star wars knowledge from clone wars and and just a marriage made in heaven talked about the debate over grogu and how i think originally dave filoni was like Oh, and then he saw like this drawing that basically said, yeah, that'll work. That'll be cool. It is interesting. Yeah. The, that part of the article was cool where Kathleen Kennedy said like Dave Filoni was developing an idea for a Mandalorian series and uh, John Favreau independently was coming up with something as well. And so she's like, uh, let's have a play date. So she introduced <laughs> yeah. them and luckily they got along and they're like, okay. So they kind of adapted and, but, and yeah, they said that was the big debate was how, he, Filoni didn't want to bring in this Baby Yoda character, and uh, Favreau did, so they kind of compromised. So he's still mysterious, but you get the cuteness and the fun of having Grogu. <laughs> and I think it paid off. Yeah. I, would I, also, so. I also like this picture of Kathleen Kennedy from the magazine. Uh, the first thing I thought when I saw it, she's like wearing this white kind of V-cut blousy shirt and some dark pants with like a line down the side. I'm like... She dressed like Han Solo on purpose, <laughs> minus the vest. Because my first thought was like, yeah, that's like a Han Solo outfit right there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know, of course, you know, Kenobi's coming up. I, I don't want to know anything. I mean, it's like less than a week. Of, or actually, it's already been on. Sorry, we're pre-taping. Uh, I, I'm just so ready to see what all that brings, how good that is. I loved Deborah Chow's directing it. She did some great episodes of Mandalorian. Could not be more excited. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, this whole article is just sort of a over all look at you know they did talk also about bringing Hayden Christensen back and do you do it and does it take away 
from or add to what you see in Star Wars. And I think now probably the generation that saw Star Wars at the time, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. was epic. We, you know, but you look at that lightsaber fight between uh, Kenobi and Vader, and it's so kind of slow. <laughs> it's sort of like two old dudes fighting. And compared to what they've seen, it's probably not as impactful as it was back in the day. So, you know, and they have that line now about having not seen, you know, not felt his presence since. It's like when I met you, I was about to learn and now, you know, whatever, when I left you. But um, so we'll see. I don't know what they're going to do with the rematch. I feel like it will mm. probably add some sort of extra history to that fight. You know, something to... Uh, have in your yeah. mind when you're watching that fight in Star Wars between Vader and Kenobi. I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited about it. I'm glad they brought Christensen back. And I'm glad he's, you know, I, I, will we see him without his helmet? I mean, as in yeah. a flashbacky form, or is it all going to be either a scarred face or a helmet? You know, who knows? He's got a cool picture in this article where yeah. he's kind of doing a rehearsal fight on the soundstage just right in a doorway. I don't think it's a real rehearsal, but he's in his t-shirt and just regular pants uh, just, like, but it looks like he's got the darth vader cape on oh yeah there's a fan i wonder if that fan is blowing to make the cape move all right <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> you, we know maybe you can do the moves but can you do it while your cape's blowing right oh yeah rosario dawson too like coming out with ahsoka and you know I'm, I, and again i'm i'm trying to get through rebels and uh clone wars and rebels i want to see her character's backstory before i watch that I think that'll add a lot to what you see in that show. Um, yeah, there's, it's they're really putting all in on like this continuing storytelling on Disney Plus as opposed. Now they've still got the Kevin Feige. We literally looked that up on Google to see how to say it because who knows how to say Kevin Feige? But now we know Feige. Uh, he's involved to some extent. She denies that I think in this article though, right? But yet other articles are coming out about information about yeah. the movie he's doing. So I don't know. Um, there was one, I think it's in the Vanity Fair article. There's a quote I just read from Kathleen Kennedy, and I feel like it's this article, but maybe, Wendy, tell me if that sounds familiar. Um, where she said, uh, before uh, Rise of Skywalker even was released, she had decided, like, oh, we're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, because originally they're like, oh, we're going to have a movie, a Star Wars movie every year. It's going to be amazing. And now it's been like crickets from the movies. I think, I think Solo. Now, of course, we talked about this in the last podcast. They, oh, you can't recast iconic characters, whatever. I mean, I think the right. the fact that that didn't just go crazy in the box office made them step back. Because I think they were talking about a Mandalore, like a Boba Fett movie at some point. Like, I think they, Disney Plus allowed them to scale back a little bit. And she, yeah, she right. talks about how these big investments and you have to open huge and all this. But with Disney Plus, you can put these, ama- and that are longer than you'd get from a couple hour movie. And you get these right. long, you can, it's a little more controlled and you don't have to, I guess, you plan it, but it's less pressure than. But also of- now that she has these two filmmakers who are passionate Star Wars fans who, who respect the legacy of George Lucas and, you know, who, who count on him a lot. It sounds like a lot of the times they'll go to him and ask him uh, his advice and his guidance. Compare that to what the movies turned out to be. These, you know, mm-hmm. these these last set of movies, you have these two dudes who know the know where the sh- know where these shows where they're the the Disney Plus universe is going, and I don't think I think Kathleen Kennedy didn't see anyone like that in the movies, Mm-mm. and so they're like, let's just take a break, yeah. and maybe someone or a group of people can maybe map out where all the movies should go and where you know 
there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to arcs and Which stuff like that. Which they obviously didn't plan out the sequels, so... And I think that's why she kind of they've pulled back on the movies because they, they kind of saw what a disaster the Rise of Skywalker was going to be. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, yeah, let's maybe take a break from the movies and let Disney Plus show how awesome Star Wars can be again. Yeah, and Disney Plus allows them. They can develop these shows and they, they're not forced to come out with films on a regular basis to keep Star Wars alive. You can keep it alive with Disney Plus mm-hmm. and... You know, when you make a movie, make it a big deal. Make it a story. Oh, my headset just broke. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Make it a story that that you can plan out for like a either a trilogy or a standalone or whatever you want to do with it. That's big enough to be a movie. You know, they're they're talking about the Patty Jenkins, you know, Star Wars Rogue Squadron Mm -hmm. film. I'm like, yeah, had problems. But then all of a sudden, oh, no, it's going to be fine. And so who knows? Exactly. Will we see it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Brian Johnson, his thing is mm-hmm. on hold. Yeah, here's she said about Kevin Feige. Says, uh, I would love to see what movie he might come up with, but right now, no, there isn't anything specifically. Well, who knows? I mean, they're not going to tip their hand on things. I mean, I think we have an article that we're going to talk about next about his Star Wars movie, the first plot hints about the Star Wars movie. So, right. whatever. They always deny things until they're ready to not deny them. They denied Tatiana Maslany yeah. or whatever her name is was in She-Hulk, even though she was like, "I'm in She-Hulk" or whatever. So, and then she went back right. and said, "No, I'm not in She-Hulk. Never mind." Oh, I'm not. <laughs> but nope. so it's just kidding. I like the article's good. If I see the magazine in a store, I definitely want to get it. I love the pictures. I always love these Vanity Fair Star Wars issues. But um, I'm excited that the cast seems like the people that they've cast are excited about being in Star Wars and the commitment. And I mean, they're they're eight to ten episode shows they're not complete life commitments and I, even mm-hmm. um uh what's his name mandalorian uh pedro, pedro said you know it was kind of nice he's playing a helmeted character so if need be he can do just voiceover and while other people walk around in the suit you know the other actors can't really do that but in these other shows but mm. i'm sure they're paid very handsomely and they <laughs> um you know, they get to be a part of this really cool Star Wars universe that a lot of people would absolutely be thrilled to be in. So, uh, you know, with with Dave and John Favreau being so involved, I feel good about the future. And it's just let's let's plan it out. Take a page from Kevin and Marvel. Make a plan. Same. That's yes, all please. we want. A little bit of planning, a little bit of continuity and some really good shows. Mm-hmm. It's not much to ask for, I don't think. I don't think so. Not, you know, not now. Not when I think that's Marvel set the bar so high on things like this. When you're bringing, I mean, multiple mm-hmm. stories and characters and tying it to one, you know, direction. They did we talk about this or did someone just tell me like they just had a planning session for the next 10 years of Marvel? I mean, oh, yeah, some so retreat, right? They yeah. went on a retreat. Nora, mm-hmm. Nora Dominic talked about that. That's right. And that's there's so much money in this now that can be made. And fans are so invested. It's like you've got to have that plan. You, know, you can't just wing it anymore with no, things like this. No, unacceptable. Mm-mm. Well, then let's transition into this next article. You kind of alluded to it, Wendy. Um, according to denofgeek.com, <laughs> they spoke with the writer of the Kevin... Feige Star Wars movie. His name is Michael Waldron, and he also wrote Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this could possibly be a standalone film, meaning it's not connected to the Skywalker saga and it's not connected to any other uh, characters that we've seen so far. 
I'm going to read some quotes, if that's all right. Sure. Waldron says, it's coming along. It's nice to have some time to focus on it. That means it's going to be a while. And it's fun to get to do something that feels fresh and original. And I'm excited to work with Kevin again and with the team at Lucasfilm. And I love Star Wars, so it's a blast. He then goes on to say, I'm writing away. I'm enjoying having the freedom on that to do something that's not necessarily a sequel or anything. It maybe has a little bit of, a little bit less of a... It just doesn't have a bunch of TV shows and movies that are servicing on top of the way I did with Doctor Strange. So it's nice. It feels like a different exercise. So yeah, standalone type thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe new characters and a new time frame that we haven't seen before. Um, good to know that he's a Star Wars fan. And, you know, obviously him and Kevin are, are doing good work together. So, I mean, this I can't wait. It'll probably be years before we see it. Yeah. I mean, at least now we know concrete things that are coming out on Disney Plus this year. But a lot of it, like, <laughs> all right, tell me when there's actually something. You know, mm-hmm. you think with the Patty Jenkins, they gave us that whole completely produced little video just to announce that Te- she was making teaser. a Rogue One movie or a Rogue Squadron mm-hmm. movie, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe she's not. There's differences, but yet they took the time to make that whole elaborate thing, hmm. and it still may or may not happen. So mm. I feel like we're gonna get it. It's just gonna be right. a while because she now she's got. Since she doing another Wonder Woman, she's doing sequel? Wonder Woman. She dropped out of doing. She was gonna oh. do that Cleopatra, I think, with Gal, That's and she right. dropped out mm. of that. Yeah. So you know, who knows? Call I'm me saying. when it's got a trailer. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard to get excited about things that may or may not happen. Might be a few years. Might several. Do either of you watch the show Yellowstone? One hundred percent no. no. Nor do I, but, <laughs> but they have <laughs> now announced that Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford will star in the next Yellowstone prequel. I like how Hold the on, next Tara. prequel. There's already a time eight, There's that 1883 show. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't watch it. Tara, did you say that Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford are going to star in this se- in this prequel or whatever the hell they're calling yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I said. That's that's crazy. Well, yep. it's apparently true. <laughs> Those are two mega superstars. Mega superstars. And this show is on Paramount Plus. <laughs> uh, Good for Paramount Plus. Because they've announced that they'll star in the highly anticipated next installment of The World of Yellowstone from Taylor mm. Sheridan, an origin story with the working title of 1932. I guess the other one was called 1883. 33? 1883. 83, right. Sorry. I'm sorry. 83. I made a mistake. I apologize. Uh, set to debut on the streaming service in December. So That's quick. Yeah, it's pretty oh quick. So they're already working I mean, on it's it. It's a Western. I don't know how many effects they need to do. The series will introduce a new generation huh. of the Dutton family and explore the earliest 20th century when pandemics, history, historic droughts, and the end of Prohibition and the Great Depression all plagued the Mountain West mm-hmm. and the Duttons who call it home. Sounds like a real uplifter. You know what, um, though? <laughs> is this a comedy? It's, it's a comedy, comedy. right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's actually yeah, like a sitcom, like with live audience. <laughs> oh, <that's so> <laughs> I read this article, and, and you know what this says to me? Horse costumes. You know what this says to me? <laughs> this says when he's getting Paramount Plus because it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> hey, I got it. I just got. We can share an oh, account, Wendy, because okay. I've been watching Don't a heck of him. a lot. A heck of oh, that's right. Uh, never mind. You have to get your own, Wendy. But I've been watching it a lot. <laughs> for my star trek and i'm now just it's all like a jumbled like i'm watching all three uh, discovery picard and strange new world so i'm like what time am i in a, am i in? i don't know but so cbs 
digital or CBS, whatever, is now Paramount. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's now Paramount Also Plus. the one that Emily Andrus maybe thought might pick up. <laughs> Sheremont Schloss. Yeah. Might pick up Winona. Mm. Didn't happen or hasn't happened. Well, we don't know. Hasn't happened yet. But we have no idea what's happening. So maybe get it to get Paramount Plus. Just in case. Um, <laughs> as Kat had forgotten, and I had too, they, Helen and Harrison starred in Mosquito Coast together way back in the day. That's so right. maybe they've hmm. been friends and they're like, hey, if you'll do it, maybe it was one of those like, are you going to do it? I'll do it if you do it. Oh, I'll do it if you do it. It's TV. I know. I've done TV before, Harrison. It's fine. But did you see the, the check that they're going to Yeah. Sign? It's like, come on. We can break the bank on this Paramount Plus thing here, son. He's like, good. I need the money. I got a ranch and Callista's doing theater now. Should I make a lot like of money? Like I keep crashing. Right. I keep crashing planes, right? I'm crashing right? my, my plane. <laughs> you know. I need more life insurance. And I like a good Western. <laughs> Come on, Helen. Let's do it. It must around. be so hard to insure this guy. Yeah. You know? By the way, when I was in Dallas for my visit home, guess who was in Fort Worth, which is like an hour away. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I think he go. He flies into that airport for whatever reason. Hmm. So oh. he was hanging out at was some he just restaurant. Visiting? Hmm? How did you know? Because one of our, know? the anchors for the station that I used to work at had posted a picture. Like mm. some, like there was a picture of the waiter waitress standing by him. It's like you know, someone mm. put us a picture and it got out. Like Harrison Ford came to our restaurant for worth. So it made the That's news. Awesome. Yeah, I was like, damn, if I know. Yeah. Got over there. It's like a Helen Mirren mansion. Uh, mention also takes place in Hacks, which we'll talk about later. Oh, really? I forgot yeah. what it was. I'm trying to remember. Oh, fine. Okay, fine. I'll- oh, yeah. When we yeah, get yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. It was remember, pretty funny. Okay. Very funny well, moment. Okay. Oh, my God. That's such a funny yeah. scene. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. She's insane. Uh, well, this earlier this week, I was so excited because Wendy sent me a list. She sent us a list in our Thruple text chain. And it's a text chain now because Tara's still kicked off of yeah, Facebook. Yeah, still, still can't Facebook get my fucking Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It says it might be permanently deleted even though they never sent me any. So, whoa. Tara, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm freaking out a little bit. I tried to go to your page. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You're my friend and it said this account has been deleted. Shit. Whoa. I know. Well, hold. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Because I've had friends in Facebook jail for 30 days. How long has it been? Well, it it was, I think, April 27th. So it's coming up on a month. Oh, man. They can't just delete your whole fucking account. Yeah. And it said, like, under review, because I posted once in, like, a couple months or something. And it was about my bike ride. And it's like your account's under review and no one, I've tried every option, all the different email addresses. There's no way I can even access the help when my account's like this. It just says your page is under review. That's what it says. The only page I get when I log in. There's no no contacts. I've tried. I've searched random ways to contact Facebook. They don't answer the phone. Don't give me the phone number. It doesn't. It just tells you all the emails. And then those people don't, they don't answer those emails. So, Hmm. Yeah. I'm a little bummed because there's a lot of pictures on there that I don't have anywhere else. Yeah, no, no kidding. So I'm sorry, Tara. Well, is that, if anybody knows how we can get Tara back on Facebook, do it quick because I don't want you to. Please let us it. know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because at first it said content not available, and now that was the first I just heard that it said it had been deleted. Well, that's when I try to go to it. So, I mean, I don't know if that's wow. accurate or just. Yeah, it doesn't say like. Well, Kat, when I asked you to check, you had said. That it was content not available or something like that. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago. And like if I, if, you know, on the uh, the messenger thruple, you're there, but you can't like I can't click on your profile. Yeah, like it's I can like still a- go to log in, like my 
pictures there. But once I log in, it I only have a page that says your page is under review. Uh, you've been flagged for violating community standard or something. Your page is, you know, and then when I go, okay, the only option it gives me then is to log out. Like when I go back, like I can't contact help. I can't do anything. I just hit log out. Wow. And then it gives me a screen that says, are you sure your account will be deleted in five days? Like it counts down the days every time I do it in five days. Are you sure you don't want to request a review while in the background, there's a page that says your page is under review because I've already requested. It. it was the first thing I did when they told me, you know, yeah, of course. So there's some kind of glitch going on in the Facebook matrix and I, and there's no one to contact about it. That's the most frustrating part is mm. no one, there's no way to get a status. There's no way. And I've seen, I've done some searching and some people that's happened to their account. They have some kind of like reference number or something to reference. I never got anything like that. I just, what the fuck? yeah, I just got a, an email saying your page has been flagged and you know, we're going to, do you want to review? And I said, yes, review. Okay. And then it, now it says that on my account. So I'm just, nothing I can do about it now. Well, that's frustrating. I'm sorry, Tara. That sucks. Yeah. I'm more concerned about all the pictures that are on there. Yeah, of course. Hmm. Um, well, let's talk about, well, let's talk about some sci-fi movies. Can help me out. That would be really great. <laughs> Hashtag help Tara, please. Let's get Tara's Facebook account back up. All right. Well, anyways, Wendy. Oh, well, that's a fun segue. Says, How about list of the best 30 best sci-fi movies of all time, according to Entertainment Weekly. Wendy um, sent us this list, yeah. and we're going to tear it apart because there's well, some obvious there's omissions. Definitely, I think it's a good list overall, but I think there's some glaring omissions that people, some of them people pointed out in the uh, the comments, which comments are always a tricky thing to walk through that cesspool but <laughs> so uh you know you've got you could think of the standard um you know dark city i was not a fan of that's on there the fly i've never loved but people you know people here's one primer that was made in richardson texas a lot of it at the oh. richardson texas library some of it it was a very like seven thousand dollar movie the guy was like he's a really smart guy and he just thought he wanted to make a movie and it's like a time hmm. travel, like they built built like a time machine thing, but it's very like they shot it on, I think, 16 millimeter. And there's some stuff in there that like some weird kind of roughness to the the film that they're just like, yeah, because we kind of messed something up. But then we decided it looked cool. So we left it in there. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's just sort of this very low budget thing. And then it won the Sundance Grand Jury Prize when it was released. And it, I don't know if you ever made anything else, but it was, it was really good. It's well worth watching. Um, so Laris. Back to the Future, which, you know, people love. Day the Earth yeah. Stood Still, Snowpiercer, Night of the Creeps, Dune Part 1. Now, here's where I get to, like, it just mm -hmm. came out. Let's the longevity, it, people. Let's let it live a bit <laughs> before we put it on the top. It was really mm -hmm. good. But let's let it breathe a little bit, see how it... I mean, I think it probably will hold up, but, I mean, I don't know. This is one list where I have to say, scrolling through the comments, I think the the notations in the comments actually make a better list than this actual oh. list. Huh. Well, let me refresh, because they may have added more comments. Um, the, the ones I do like that are on there, Contact, Alien, yes. uh, Empire yeah. Strikes Back, no Star Wars, which is kind of... Right. That's out. on the comments list. You don't have Star hope. Wars. You don't have any of the things that followed it. And I think it's it holds no, it, in. I think Empire's, you know, arguably a overall better film. And I'm sure they didn't want to put two films from the same Star Wars universe. But like you can't have a top 30 of all time list without Star Wars on it. No, Star Wars was a ground yes. breaking film. How Clone about 
the matrix I think it deserves also a spot not for on sure. the list. Yeah. I think The Matrix yeah. definitely. I mean, that was kind of it. It was a groundbreaking film in, with its own way, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. The Matrix, definitely. the original Matrix. Uh, Jurassic Park isn't on this movie, mm-hmm. on this list. It's also in the comments. Yep. Yeah. Um, Robocop. Yeah. Mm. I don't care. Galaxy Quest is on the list. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, that makes me very I happy. I agree with that one. As is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Which is one the, of my all-time favorites. The Terminator, the original Terminator's on here, and the, Aliens, the sequel, wasn't on here. So I think people yeah, pointed that. But I think too. again, they didn't want to put both. And I think the original Alien, like I think Aliens, the second one. I mean, it's also sci-fi. It has more of a like action adventure as opposed to the. It's like a different tone than the first ones. So they maybe just went more just pure Alien sci-fi with the. I don't know. Yeah, I get it though. It's Aliens was a great film too. Um, Children of Men. Have you seen that cat? Mm, I don't know yeah. if it belongs on this list, but it was mentioned in the comments. And that I that's one of my it's, films I love. It's definitely sci-fi. So oh, for sure. But it's I just heard, a great film. I, about I don't know if it's movie. top thirty, but it's a fantastic movie. Um, hmm. Tara, are there some that you thought of besides like? The well, the Fifth movie? Element also in the comments, not on the list. Mm-hmm. Avatar. Like somebody said, seriously, this list is a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a <laughs> joke. Not I mean, they've joke. got. Great I mean, I didn't even like here. Avatar, but I thought it was more impactful than a lot of these on the list. Like, mm. if I two thousand one, a space odyssey for sure. Invasion of the yeah. Body Snatchers. I mean, I liked it. I don't know if that I would put it on a, of over some other things. Planet of the Apes for sure. I think should be mm. on there. Wally possibly the thing. You know, I don't know. I feel like. Some of these they put on to give more of a variety than like Starship Troopers for real. I feel like when that came out, that oh. was kind of a people weren't thrilled about. Now, all of a sudden, it's kind of gone to this level of like, ooh, Starship Troopers. How is that movie on the I, That I don't know. To me, that's what is this? Stalker? Minority no, Report it. was in the comments. Mm. I really like that movie. There. I don't think mm-hmm. it's top 30. I think it's got a top 30 scene. It's got one of my favorite film scenes, but I don't think the whole. You know, if you're going purely top 30 best, I don't know if they put it there. Mm. But it's really good. And then mm. they had, you know, they always, they have to have some like them from 1954. Was it really great? Is it one of the best or was it like one of the best at that time? So they put it on the list. Predator. Mm. I mean, it was a big thing. I don't know if I put Predator in the top 30. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not, that's a, a lot of one. it's opinion. A lot of it's like probably impact on film. Which is yeah, again Metropolis from 1927. Yeah, that's like that's considered one of the like the first the OG movie ever. Okay, and Sam Esmail is remaking it in a series form. Mm. It was revolutionary, yeah, for sure. As with any list, there are things to tear apart, but I do think there are some pretty glaring omissions on this one. But again, make make it top forty, make everybody happy. Why did you pick thirty? Why stop at thirty? <laughs> top ten? I don't know. <laughs> Like to me, Star Wars is top ten, and they didn't even put on their top thirty. So, mm. I don't know. Dark City is one that I feel like people never, really raved about it. I didn't mm. like it. I was, I don't. Maybe I need to rewatch it. I feel like I've I do need that. to rewatch that because maybe I was too young to appreciate it at the time. But the fly was just gross when he's turning a fly. But I remember it, people loved it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like that Primer <laughs> made the know. list. I'm glad that film's not being I guess forgotten. I gotta I guess I gotta check that check out. out primer uh, just for the story of how it was made it's it's interesting and you know 
well, it's it available would, on Amazon. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good movie. There's, I don't know. It's it's a list. <laughs> Snowpiercer again. Snowpiercer. I I liked it. I don't know if it's a top thirty of all time sci-fi movie right. by any means. Yeah, I would definitely take that one off the list, but. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the trailer park. Yay! Yay! <laughs> step right up. Step right up. Welcome to the She Nerds Out trailer park. Well, this is not a sci-fi movie, but it's a gay rom-com. It's called Bros. It's written by Billy Eichner and Nicholas Stoller, who also directed it. And it's starring Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane. Some others as well. And other Harvey Firestein. um, Dot Marie Jones. She's a, a lesbian actress that... You will from Glee. She was, mm-hmm. She's from Glee. Oh. And I mean, I could name everybody else, but let me tell you what. Everyone in this cast is queer. Hmm. Even the straight characters are played by queer people, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer is an, <laughs> the trailer that released. Uh, there's two versions, I guess. There's the not safe for work trailer and then the more sort of toned down trailer. Uh, it looks really funny. It looks really cute. It looks... It looks like a fun watch. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that Eichner plays, he's like a very uh, successful podcaster and he's been approached by Hollywood to write a gay rom-com because, you know, gay gay relationships are just like straight ones. And he's like, no, they're not. That's bullshit. <laughs> they're totally different. And this is why. So it's really funny. It looks like uh, kind of a fun, satirical look at uh, gay relationships, which um, I'm all, I'm on board for. Looks like it comes out September 30th. I'm on board. I was kind of, I don't know. I get what it's trying to do. <gasps> I'm a little worried that it's going to really play into a lot of stereotypes that are already out there hmm. about some queer relationships and what are you, what reinforce you some of those about? stereotypes <laughs> that I don't feel is true. We don't have to go as far as saying gay relationships and straight relationships are the exact same. Um, I don't think that's true, but I think the really kind of overcorrecting, maybe. I, I've only seen two part two minutes of this trailer, so could be got it. I just feel felt some a little apprehension of some of the the messaging. Hmm. The characters that were have been portrayed, the gay characters, the queer characters really reinforced a lot of stereotypes that I saw. <laughs> and I mean, we can, you know, that's some of us funny, but I feel like it could be problematic if they choose to go far enough and don't get, don't make it realistic. Right now it seemed very cartoony to me. And yes, it's funny because if it's supposed to be a fun, romantic rom-com, whatever, but mm-hmm. if they're going to put a lot of project, a lot of those gay stereotypes and rely on them to be the funny part, I think it could be problematic. Well, you can't blame the straight people who made it, can you? Because it's all well. That's why it's, it's all the also cast is all you know. If they're all gay, then they. And know. I get what it's trying to do. You know, it's not every people say everybody's love. You know, love is love is love. It doesn't mean it all looks the same. Yeah. Um, 
doesn't mean it all looks the same, but I think the, what they chose to portray in this trailer, that's all I have to judge on, was really driving in a lot of stereotypes mm. and a lot of it's us against the straight people. That's what I got. I mean, I mean, that's it seems kind though, of, um, you know, it's a movie, so <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fun to watch. You know, I, under, I, I see what you're saying. I see you. I hear you. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Thank you. Um, I would say, obviously, we, yeah, we're judging this off of the trailer, mm-hmm. so we have we have no idea what we're talking about. But um, I hope I hope what you're saying does not carry through the whole thing, and like we kind of turned, you know, we, we turned right. it around at the end. I hope that the, exactly. I see where they're kind of leading with these messages. I hope the movie itself takes the time to focus on other things or the relationship at hand, not just right. really make this just a over overwhelmed with views and a us versus them mentality, which I sure. also don't think is the answer to the right. And, and I mean, I think if you look at sort of non-queer rom-coms like with you know straight storylines those are very cliche and mm-hmm. those are you know those those buy into a lot of stereotypes like straight stereotypes um so maybe yeah again no idea where this how this movie actually lands um but i i i'm i'm interested it looks funny and i love the fact that it's all queer cast so yes we'll see. yeah i'm very excited well sh- we shall see we shall see and hunk, hunky, hunk, hunk, Luke McFarlane. Yes. And that's why I was like, wait, it's an all queer cast and he's in it? What? I had to Google it. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Cool. Good looking dude. Hallmark sweetheart, right? Mm. Okay. Didn't oh, you yeah. say he just signed like an exclusive mm-hmm. Hallmark yeah. Just deal? a couple of weeks ago, he signed a, yeah, a big deal with Hallmark. At, you know, as this trailer's dropping, he's getting... BJ's for multiple dudes <laughs> in the not safe for work version of the trailer. <laughs> sure, Hallmark is thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Luke McFarlane. Um, hey, I guess we're let's talk about some hacks. Hacks. Let's hack it up. Two. Now we're a little behind because we again we pre-recorded. Oh wait, and... yes, we all will be by the time this airs, huh? Exactly, but also. Uh, Tara, I think you and I have only watched the first two episodes, correct? Yep. Yeah. That's right. So Wendy, try to try to try to remember where well, we're caught up to. I've okay? got all my my guides open to uh help out with me. <laughs> okay, um, perfect. You remember okay. last season ends with um uh oh, I, it, Ava. Let's start with getting her name right. Ava had just sent that email to those TV producers with all this scathing, bad, like, here's how horrible Deborah Vance is and how she treats people and all these horrible secrets about her life to use in their TV show. And that was when she was mad. Deborah had slapped her and she was drunk and on <laughs> taking some drugs and she sent this email. And then later, you know, uh, Deborah shows up at her father's funeral. She, it's like they're it's all good and they're definitely care about each other and then she realized she remembers that she had sent that email and so that's out there so and you guys have seen the first two and mm-hmm. spoilers if you haven't watched hacks yet but anyway um you know part of 
that was like a big thing. Like she's freaking out. She's calling her her <laughs> boss agent guy about bear. You got to bury this email. She's called the producers. And let me say the phone call she makes to the woman who's like one of the producers that got the email that was totally filmed where I work. I was looking, it's like, that's our lot. And yes. I've seen hacks like they shoot hacks, at least parts oh, cool. of it there. And I even think the guys, the guy's office, I was looking out the window, the, the view of the agents. I was like, that kind of looks like the view outside of that big building where I went to my orientation. But anyway, <laughs> um, not that it's there, but yeah. So that was her just kind of walking around the Universal Studios lot where I work on the phone. Nice. Um, but so she's trying to bury it. And she's talking to him about burying it. and um, But I thought at first, is this going to go on through the whole, like, is this going to be a thing through this season and mm -hmm. building to this moment? Luckily, it's all kind of sorted out to some extent by episode two when she comes clean and right. tells Deborah Vance that she sent the email. So I was glad that it wasn't just going to keep hanging in there. Um, but yeah, they're going on a tour because Deborah Vance decides she needs to take this new material mm -hmm. on the road. And they're so like they're pa painting over her face at the old right. casino right. where she used to perform. <laughs> she's like, you know what? Let's we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> got to get out of this town. Um, she's still like her daughter's marrying that MMA fighter. Her daughter invites her to his match, which the guy's getting <laughs> the crap good. beat out of him. Yeah, that was awesome. The other dude. That and she's like, good. you know, you get back up there and you find his weakness and you punch him. Like she, Cause she's like her ex-husband guy, the guy in Vegas, uh, Peter McDonald is his name. Um, but anyway, the guy who plays her ex-husband, uh, he's there with a woman that he's joking. She's joking oh, about Chris, Chris McDonald. McDonald. Is that her ex-husband or is that her ex like a uh, manager I think it was okay both. flame type who Maybe also flame. managed owns the casino where I she think, had been yes. a resident at it's for like 30 years yeah it's that but i think were they married or they at least had a thing they definitely had a thing mm -hmm. i don't know if they're right married. but and her whole thing was that he always that he always ended up with much younger women yeah. But not this, but this particular night, he brings his new woman who is more age appropriate. And uh -huh. Deborah's like, what the F? Yep. Now you're going to be with face, age appropriate. Like, ah. And then the really guy burns her to, to cheer on and stick it. <laughs> right. To, uh... And not only that, the guy who replaced her in the hotel where she was the big headliner and they put up his face instead of hers. Yeah, the he's DJ. there, the DJ guy, and he's rooting for the other guy. So she's like, you've got to beat the crap out of him. And he does. He goes out there and beats the smack out of this other dude. And because he dance, God damn Yeah, it. because the thing is, uh, Deborah's daughter has really said, you know, he he really wants to get to know you more as her new husband, MMA fighter. Yeah, he, wants, he is like he striving like for him. your approval. All he wants, exactly. you know, it wouldn't really mean the world to him if he showed up. Like he really wants you to like him and feel like he's part of the family. So Deborah uses yeah. that in that moment of like, okay, he can't lose this. She goes down there. She basically says, come on, son, you can do this. You know, really plays into the whole, yeah. You're advanced, advanced. goddammit. Yeah. And then she gets blood all yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> the final smack gets blood on her face. And that yeah, episode so is excited. aptly titled, There Will Be Blood. <laughs> so and in the final punch where he knocks a guy out, the, his blood splatters mm. on her. It's great. And she's, she's like, like, yeah! yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and this whole time, too, Ava's seen all this. And, like, her violent, like... Bad hearts, like her, how Deborah is acting. She's like, oh my gosh, she's going to kill me. She's literally going to kill me when she finds out about this email. And then they, she kind of decides, uh, we're going on the road. We, you know, that rejuvenates her. Like, I'm going to show them. We're going to take this on the road. We're leaving tonight. Uh, on the way out of town, they get her daughter's husband, future husband's, uh, or husband's paintball gun and shoots up the face of right. the replacement DJ guy. Um, 
And and Jimmy, Ava, and uh, Deborah's agent says, "Okay, then just stay away from right. her. You got to get some distance. <laughs> stay away from Deborah, okay? Until this blows over." And then, of course, they're on a road trip together. Mm-hmm. By the way, perfect. Jimmy and Kayla. They start the show <laughs> what, with their whole what is happening? their whole talking to HR about the whole thing from the hotel last time. When oh, Kayla, I so could fun. care less. I'm tired of Kayla. I mean, I'm not nothing against the actress. Just the whole amount of time they spend on her character and Jimmy. I don't care. I'm tired mm-hmm. of her. They're not. She's not funny to me. The whole storyline with them is not funny to me. So whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the guy that plays Jimmy was one of the co-creators. I like him. Show. Okay, but yeah, I think that's why he and Kayla get as much time as they do but whatever i think so too um so they they take off on the road uh again she's they're stopping on the next episode they're stopping at like these little roadside stops they're having a good time deborah's singing in the car ava's all nervous because this email she keeps like i'm sorry i have to pee so much and she's like going and calling jimmy to you know what's the deal (laughs) jimmy tries to make a deal with uh i guess the agent so I've, it's it's uh, Ming Na Wen. That's right. Um, and the agent of the the right. showrunner that wants mm-hmm. to use Deborah's. And he's actually kind of successful. Like she's like, "Hey, I get it. I'll make sure it's buried. It's all good." And then finds <laughs> out like he he was like a um. Well, he was trying to offload his property, home, something yeah. like that, and basically he was gonna he was gonna buy her right. house and he backed yeah, out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like mold discovery of yeah. mold and he cost her five hundred thousand dollars in the sale she's like oh uh, where this email's gonna live like he now she's just gonna he's like i'm sorry i'll pay you extra i'll buy it and she's like no you're screwed but i like ming na in this i thought she was yeah fun. she was great i hope we she see her again asshole really i know fun. you rarely see her playing that kind of character i like it it's fun <laughs> it's really fun um and again i knew she was in it but i like i just had forgotten i'm like oh god i mean no win uh so the email's alive and well but then so but he talks, so he, in the last episode where he and Kayla had this thing and the HR says, well, I can claim that you have anger issues and for her own safety, we have to move her to someone else, you know, to another office or desk, or whatever, and get you a different assistant. And he's like, that's great. I'll take it. You know, it's like, you know, but it goes in his file, but whatever gets rid of Kayla. So then in this episode, uh, the Kayla is the daughter of the guy who owns the company. And so he, the guy who owns the company says my wife and I are going to go off on this trip and I want it to be a good trip in so many words is what he says and uh but right now Kayla's not happy and if Kayla's not happy my wife's not happy then I'm not happy so let's let's let Kayla come back and be your assistant and for that I'll bury the email I'll make sure I'll talk to my people we'll (laughs) we'll we'll get this email buried so the email thing is fine. Kayla's back as his assistant, replacing the awesome assistant that was temporarily there. Mm, and um, mm-hmm. but too late, Ava. They go to they go to they go to Deborah's psychic, which was kind of funny. And mm-hmm. um, and they uh, during this whole psychic visit, and there's like they're turning over Deborah's tarot cards, and one of them is like the tower, which means you're gonna find out this horrible truth or something like that and and then they take a picture of ava's aura which is all blue because she's such a good honest person <laughs> so ava then ends up feeling like she has to tell deborah about mm. the email which she does mm. even though and where and where where did she decide to tell her <laughs> was it a rock shop it was like oh yes. yeah like that's a rock, right a rock, a, rock, a rock and crystal mm-hmm. shop 
And uh, Deborah doesn't take the news oh. well. Well, first she's like, okay, well, who would be like, who's in it? Like, who's signed? <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. Like, maybe because <laughs> first... Davis, like, maybe we won't even get picked up. Right, it's not even. That's right. She's like, who signed? And when she said that, I was like, oh, maybe she's okay with it. Maybe bad publicity is good publicity. Right. And she's going to be like, okay, no problem. But then what happened to her? And Ava goes, <laughs> Helen Mirren? <laughs> and Deborah goes, of course it's going to fucking get picked up. And she throws some more <laughs> shit at it. She yeah. trashed the place. Yeah, she starts throwing shit at Ava, like legitimately trying to hit her. And I like oh, yeah. how the, the lady owns the shop runs out. She's like, I'll buy it or whatever. Yeah, like, I'll, yeah. buy whatever. I'll pay for everything I break. Oh, my God. I'll buy what mm. I break. Yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> But then so there's no bearing it now once Helen Mirren's attached. Oh no. Oh no. It's happening. It's happening. And Ava's like, well, we're going to use your name. No one will even know it's you, you know. It was like, no. Um oh. Is this Okay, so you guys haven't seen how much I've seen. I'm trying to yeah. see. There's a scene that's coming up that I don't mm. think was well, in this. Well, so you look for that. So then Ava's like, okay, well, I must be fired. Mm -hmm. So they go back to the hotel, the Safari Inn, which is actually in Burbank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, she packs up her bag. She walks outside and there's no car. Mm -hmm. Deborah's car's not there. Mm -hmm. So she's like, cool, cool, cool. She calls a lift. And then here comes Deborah. Deborah pulls up. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, they're going to get through mm -hmm. this. Like, Deborah's being a bigger person. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so she's yes, go ahead. Is there well, something it, yes, this? it was the scene where it. they then go to dinner. He right. comes to her room and says, "Let's, you know, to oh, go to dinner." Oh. And where she forces Ava to read the entire oh, email and so all tough. the horrible things, and especially like a lot of it, like, and I think for a so while, bad. some of it, like, and I forget there was one line, and now I don't remember what it was, but it actually made me laugh. I can't remember what the line was, but it was pretty funny. Um, Even Deborah seemed to be like kind of tickled right. by something. Right. Like, she was, she was like, kind was, of amused by it. Oh, like, something about how funny. she said, like an assistant's baby. She said, Why would you want maternity <laughs> leave? Why would you want to spend that much time with that thing? Because the baby was so ugly or something. But then, <laughs> so she's kind of smirking at that. And then she, but then Ava reads the part where she's like, mm. How her daughter is a drug mm. addict and sells horrible pictures of Deborah to the tabloids, but Deborah allows it. And that's how messed right. up it is. And then that's when she really, you know, I feel like because a lot of it, Deborah was kind of like, yeah, a lot of this is true. And and maybe realizing I am kind of horrible. But then when it kind of yeah. got the daughter involved, then she right. Like, kind of changed says, her like, she, you know, because I have it here. She's, she's, she says their oh, yeah, relationship could be repaired if Deborah would just tell her she's proud of her, but she mm -hmm. won't even do that. Um, now it's messed up. And then it says the truth is Deborah Vance is a bully. And the worst kind, one who thinks she's the victim. Every person in her life is on her payroll and would never be around her if their livelihoods didn't depend on it, myself included. Ugh. It's her Ooh. own fault she's so lonely, though she's too selfish to ever admit it. I think that's why she needs her adoring fans, because no one in her life actually loves her. Ah. Ouch. That was painful. Yeah, that was Ava and uh, um, Hannah was great. Like that whole scene was so good. I mean, the the two of them together are the why this that show scene, so works. They're so great. Ava, even in the middle, she just stops. She's like, "Please don't make me read the rest mm -hmm. of it," because she knows yeah. it's about to get mm -hmm. real mean. Such a good scene. Ugh. And then, yeah, and then like I said, they she picks her up, and then they're <sighs> they're hitting the road. 
she thinks she's left her, but then they, you know, and that cool car, which for some unnecessary reason, the doors open backwards, which I was like, <laughs> yeah, is that really an improvement or just like, how do we make this car different? Let's open the doors backwards, whatever. It's complicated. Uh, and then everything seems all fine and good till she's like, yeah. And oh, then the agent Jimmy called, calls, Jimmy calls uh, about the uh, lawsuit for, I guess, breaking <laughs> right. the NDA. Oh, you're being it's sued. like, oh, you haven't heard her yet. Deborah's while she's sitting next to Deborah, yes. Deborah's suing you <laughs> for, for breaching your NDA. <laughs> so, yeah, haven't you ever been sued? Like, what's the big deal? It's like, ah, it's no big deal. Yeah. It's just going to cost you a lot of money. Here's mm. the thing, though. Ava's Here's fucked. the thing. <laughs> Y'all haven't seen the next two. I okay. and, and they're still talking lawsuit. Um, basically, okay. the episode three, they hit the road. Lori Metcalf shows up. Um, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Marcus is back, her assistant Marcus. He has an interesting storyline that starts kind of okay. with his whole, what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I will just say this. There is one line where she's talking to the, this guy on the bus <laughs> with, with the tour bus, like one of Who's her other assistants, to her? I guess. Uh, oh, Deborah. Deborah. And he said something. He, she comments on the, the lawsuit, or I think, or maybe Ava says something about the lawsuit. And the guy's like, no, I think Ava's uh, talking to him. He's like, oh, weird. She usually runs all her lawsuits through me. I have a feeling she's not really doing it. Maybe she told Jimmy she was going to do it. Deborah's not stupid. What's she going to get from Ava? I think she's putting her through hell. I don't think there's really going to be a lawsuit because she's like, what does Ava have to get? And she's joking with her about like. Unless she really wants condo. to ruin Ava's actual could life be. because of could her. Be. But it's just. You know, who knows? I mean, there may be really a lawsuit, but just when this guy had this line of like, oh, usually I know about all her lawsuits. Like that made me think, all right, oh, maybe it's not a real one. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could just been a okay. line. But anyway, or it's going to be for like $10 or something. Right. Exactly. She's just going to put her through hell getting there. But She's yeah, teaching her a lesson. Um, definitely the next couple episodes are, are pretty, ni- pretty good. I really like the good okay. Deborah Ava stuff. I'm not going to say much about them. I will say episode four, they end up on a gay cruise. Amazing. I'll say it's pretty funny. Um, can't get, <laughs> neither one can get out of their own way. And Tara and Kat, I will say this in episode four. Don't worry. Everything turns out. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what is it about an animal? Everything oh. turns out. Okay. Good call. Oh, no. That's all I'm saying. It's fine. The puppy's fine. <gasps> the puppy's fine. Okay. I was nervous okay. for a second. The puppy's that. fine. It's fine. Well, thank you for the heads up. The puppy's a good actor, and he turns out okay. No, that means that we have to see it suffer in some no, way. No, it's not really suffering. And then when he says, it's only no. An no, it's, it's not. You don't see it suffer. Me. It's fine. It's Trust me. It's okay. okay. It's okay. And the vet okay. makes a good call. It's okay. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for the You're warning. welcome. So... I'm going to be worried about that. It's, no, that's going to stress me out for the next. It's week. fine. It's fine. Uh, so it's it's pretty funny. It's it, yeah, the next two are really good too. So I'm loving that they're back. Like it's I, you know, the supporting cast. It's fine. You know, they're I don't know. Jay and Lori Metcalf, like I said, shows up to me because I still watch the Connors. I love the Connors. She's kind of oh, playing yeah. a different version of how she plays Jackie. On the Connors now, in a little bit. Just, (laughs) I mean, she's fun. It just reminds me of Jackie, but driving, but on a bus, you know, I don't know. Um, But I love Lori Metcalf, so I don't care. But yeah, so good stuff. I'm I'm excited they're back. Yeah. Anytime Ava and Deborah are together, then the two of them, I love it. I love this show. It's the show. You know, they get too much into the supporting cast. Okay. We'll see where it goes, but I love the two of them. (laughs) Can't get enough. 
Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, here's a show I'm watching that I like to throw oh. out there for a uh, recommendation. A reco severance. Tara, I don't know if it's a show you'd like because it's more moody. It's sci-fi. Mm. I mean, there's nothing like horrible or scary. Is it about sci-fi? It. I thought it was about a um, business. No, it is. Oh. But there's a sci-fi ness to it. Okay, for sure. It's called Severance. It's got Adam Scott from Parks Rec. Uh, ben Stiller is a big like. Uh, he directs a bunch of them. I don't know if he's involved in yes. producing. I think he is, but he's directed a lot of them in creating. Yeah. yeah. Well, it says created by Dan Erickson and directed by Ben Stiller, but you know he probably mm-hmm. was involved in creation creating it too. Um, it's. I made a mistake, and I apologize. well, he might be. I mean, this is Wikipedia. They're not always completely accurate. Uh, well, here's the premise. Here's a premise. A well, they work for Lumen Industries, and. Mm-hmm. Lumen uses a, quote, severance medical procedure to separate the non-work memories of some of their employees from their work memories. So Mark drives up to work. He gets out of his car. He switches out like he has a badge that gets him in the building and then he switches out like his watch, his badge, a whole bunch of things in this little safety deposit box looking thing. He goes down the elevator as he's going down the elevator. It's this, this kind of effect that's part performance and part maybe there's some kind of camera thing happening. Like, he's hmm. like, oh, I'm going to work. And he's like, hmm? and then he's like, perfect employee who has no idea who he is outside. And they even refer wow. to them as their innies and their outies. So the innies, <laughs> he works, they're, they're this data mining group that their job is there's all these numbers on the screen and hmm. they have to put them in various boxes of categories that you don't know what they're putting where, why. And, right. and you, but hmm. there's every once in a while, there's this group of numbers that's scary. How do you know they're scary? You'll just know it. And you put those in a particular box, the scary numbers. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, it's, it's, and it starts with this, this new girl, his friend, Petey has just all of a sudden left or quit unbeknownst to all of them. And then there's this new girl who like basically shows up on a table. She has no idea who she is, where she is, what's <laughs> happening because she's, that's her any that just woke up basically. Wow. And, you know, they ask all these questions and that's sort of, it's like this weird, in, initiation to the job and their Audi is forced to, well, not forced, but when they take this job, their Audi records a video message to play for the any that says mm-hmm. you're here because I put you here. Like, don't worry. You're supposed to be here and to tell their hmm. work self what's going on a little bit. Um, so it's just about their work group. And then, you know, they go, they leave the on the elevator, they go home, have no, idea. they know they work at Lumen. They just don't know what they do there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of the setup of it, but it's got fascinating. Premise. John Turturro, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, um, Dyken Lachman. I don't know if that's how you're saying right, but she's like from Dollhouse. She's been on a ton of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it's so good. It's one that I was really into. And then like there was an episode that something about it, the use of music just got me even more into the show. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love this show and it was so good. And then it ends and I'm like, oh my God, when's season two? And they are doing a season two. And it does okay. have a little okay. gay storyline that you wouldn't, I would have never saw seen coming <laughs> between the two people it's with. I know um, why I was confused. Why were you confused? I thought you were talking, that you were watching the show Succession. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the show I thought you were, I was like, wow, really interesting. She's really into that show. But now yeah. I understand it. I have seen the previous for Severance. Severance, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is the, the whole look of the show. And then there's this guy, 
who uh, plays like sort of the like the, uh, Patricia Arquette's character is well, she's the boss, but then of course there's people over her. There's like a board, but um, Tramel Tillman as Milchick, he's sort of the guy who walks around and keeps everybody in line uh, a good bit. He's cool. I like him. He's all at once like very friendly, but also very scary at the same time. And uh, it's one of those shows that, yeah, you just kind of don't want to say too much about. But I I don't even remember why I started watching it. I don't know if I like was just looking at Apple. It's on Apple Plus. Um, I don't know if I just like saw the trailer or saw a picture or just looking for something to watch. But I did. And and I ended up really, really loving that. Well, if you got the Apple TV working and you're waiting for season two, you know what you should watch. Dickinson. (laughs) Ah, Dickinson. Okay. With Miss Haley Steinfeld. Mm hmm. There are worse things. Oh, maybe yeah, I'll just I haven't watched that yet. dive in. Let me check that out. One of these. Well, let me try to see if I can get through Rebels and Clone Wars. <laughs> so, like next year, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll take a break. How many? How many seasons of Dickens? There's only are three, there? and there's only like okay. eight to ten episodes a season. All right. Yeah. Well, I do want to watch Severance. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a something that Leah and I. I think together. you would be happy you did. It's very cool. Cool. It's very yeah. good. Um, it's on the list. Yeah, I can't wait for season two. Awesome. All right. Well, there you go. That's that. And listen, if we've made any kind of uh, <laughs> mistakes during this recap, you know, apologies. Go watch the show. Make up your own mind. Yeah. I mean, you can have your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Kat, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you mean this weekend right now? Mm-hmm. In the future? In the future, but also the past. Well, <laughs> so confusing. Sounds like severance. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Oh, um, we should have our podcast um, selves and our normal selves. Well, this weekend, uh, I'm going to be in uh, at Erp Expo in New Orleans. Nice. Erping it up, having a great time. Wendy, where are you going to be? Uh, well, I believe at the time of this podcast, I will have been to the Star Wars right. Con. The weekend we'll before. have so much to talk about Which when we get together again. We will. Tara, what are you in my friendship with you in after meeting? Tara, what are you going to be doing? I'll be riding my bike, getting ready for my race next Woo-hoo! week. Huge, epic. And we also have another big week coming up after that. Yeah. Erp Division Expo. Oh my goodness. We'll be there. What are we doing there? Well, Cat's got bigger plans than we do. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I'll be I'll be <laughs> moderating two of the panels. I got a I got a panel on Friday and I got a panel on Saturday, so that's exciting. And Sunday we'll be doing our panel, our live pod. It's so exciting, guys! I, we're gonna. Mm-hmm. This is so great. I'm so excited that we get to do this. Me too. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and then I'll be leaving your asses and going. <laughs> <on my trip. laughs> You're walking off the stage Suckers. into a car and. Whisked away to Scotland. So exciting. I'm so excited for you. You're going to have a good time. Once again, if you're in the UK, hit me up. Write us at She Nerds Out Podcast. Nope. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> at She Nerds Out at gmail.com. Or how about our Twitter at Snot Podcast with 1D? Our Facebook and Instagram are at She Nerds Out Podcast. You can go to SheNerdsOut.com. To one stop snop and get some merch, buy us a beer, leave us a voicemail, send us a message. It's all all things snop related. 
Mm, so mm. many options. Mm. Well, mm. leave us a review. Oh, good one. Yeah, you can if, from, if the, you love, from the website. You, you can leave us a review. If you love this show, leave us a review. Yeah, that'd be great. If you have any issues with the show, write us on any of those other ways so that we can take your constructive criticism, put it to use. We, and we if you love the show, write a review. Yep, that's how you should do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <This is> suggestion. <laughs> For no particular reason. Well, now that we've got back to your note, I guess we can take a take a take this to the break and uh, sign off for till next time when we're all back together once again. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a very fun little podcast we'll be doing. Yes, in a couple weeks, indeed, or a week. So until then, she nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like nerds.